Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Content 10X Podcast. So this week, I'm really, really excited to have a brilliant guest on the show. So my guest today is Janet Murray. Janet comes from a journalistic background. She's got over 17 years of writing and editing experience for national newspapers, but she has also built a hugely successful blog, podcast and social media following focused on helping small business owners promote themselves more effectively. She's got a fantastic membership community, holds live events, a keynote speaker, media trainer, author, consultant. (laughs) Janet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That makes me sound like I've been very busy, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Have I missed anything? I actually didn't even say the word PR in that, did I? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, that's an interesting one in itself mm. because I'm probably the only PR expert who's mm. never worked in PR, which is a whole other conversation that we could have. But but yeah, I've also, mainly I help small business owners to promote themselves in the media, but um, that's like press coverage. They're getting coverage in newspapers, magazines, radio and TV. But I'm also a big fan of content marketing so I promote myself through my my blog and my podcast and a big email marketer as well and social media marketer so I believe you need to do those four things to promote yourself effectively although I'm a specialist in in getting press and Mm. and PR actually I think you need to be doing all of those four things in order to be attracting leads and sales and that's mainly what I help people with I think you also missed up I've got a book as well um, and also I've got a media diary as well which we can talk more about because um I actually repurposed some of the content from a live event for my media diary, so we can talk more about that. Oh, as brilliant! <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that sounds brilliant. And um, actually, think my I've mentioned you many, many times on my podcast because I can't tell you how many times I've been speaking to somebody or referencing something, and I've said, um, actually, a brilliant example of somebody who does this really well is Janet Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I talked about <laughs> you with to regards hear. to LinkedIn and and just other aspects of repurposing. So I'm so so pleased to have you on the show today, Janet. So Thanks for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. So there's so many things that we could talk about because you're very, very good at repurposing content. But what I thought would be great would be to talk about how you repurpose content for your live events, because I know that's something that you're really, really good at. Um, So I guess the first question, well, so tell us about your live event first um, to set the context. So I do two. I used to do more, actually, which is probably a whole other episode in itself. <laughs> so I used to do more, but I now do two big live events a year. So the first one is called Soulful PR Live, and that's where I get eight national journalists to come along and speak to 80 small business owners. I hold it in London, and it's a you know, kind of really practical, practical day. We now run it over two days. It's expanded over the years. And the other one I run, I usually run this about November time, so do the other one in the summer. It's called Your Year in PR, and it's content planning masterclass and so it's basically to help people get set up with their content planning for their blogs for their email marketing for their social media for their press for the coming year and that's also expanded and is now a two-day event I used to run loads more but I found that actually promoting and marketing live events you know it can become like a Mm full-time job as I'm sure we'll get into as we go but I've been running live events for probably about oh, I don't know, about 10 years or something now, probably longer actually, different formats from tiny little workshops up to bigger sort of conference style events with, you know, well over 100 delegates. And I've gotten much better over the years. I've learned how to 
you know, as you're actually at running an event, as you're running a live event, I've always got my kind of content repurposing head on. <laughs> and I'm always thinking about the next event because, of course, the best time to start promoting your next event is when you're at your current event. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got much, much better at thinking you know even as the day is running I'm thinking like the photographer must get a shot of that because that would be really good for this or we must really get a video clip of that or we must make sure that we record that because that will be great content to use in another context so so yeah they're, they're the two big big events that that I run and I guess I have a whole kind of like I don't know like campaign almost like in the run-up and after the event which is very much kind of based around repurposing so what so so starting at the start then so um when you are campaigning and, and selling the tickets and everything so what are some of the examples of how you have um incorporated repurposing content into that so the kind of things that I do kind of routinely and I do this with all of my launches actually for me I think the selling of the tickets for a live event starts way before you actually put them on sale. So the kind of things that I I've done for my live events so Soulful PR Live and Your Year in PR. So the kind of things I'll start doing before the tickets go on sale. I'll do things like I'll get my designer to put together some logo ideas or some artwork ideas for the sales page and I'll start sharing those. I've got a big Facebook community, I've got a Facebook page, I've got Instagram, whatever. And what I'll generally get her to do is maybe do five or six ideas for the logo or maybe if we're having a workbook at the event, I might get her to mock up some covers for the workbook or I might get her to create some some social media images from the year before or something like that. But basically I'm trying to... Um, take content that I know I'm going to be using obviously if it's a logo I'm going to be reusing that mm. in the future or if it's a workbook cover or whatever and and I'm starting to kind of like share that with people to get them talking about the event to get them used to seeing the brand colors to hearing the name of the event and then getting people quite curious and the other thing I'll start to do as well is things like the sales page so as we're building the sales page for the event I might start taking elements out and I might say do you think we should use this photograph from last year's event or this one which one do you think would make you more likely to come to the event or do you like this banner header or do you like this one mm. and I mean there's no end of what you can do with this kind of thing and then what I'll tend to do obviously because I've paid my designer to create that kind of content those images I'll repurpose them for blog post cover or headers and and basically I'll just be trying to reuse those you know the, the different elements of a sales page I could probably take I've done everything from asking people what they think of the buy button <laughs> you know, to to what they think of the photographs and, and and basically it's almost like I'm I'm building the event and I'm building the sales page with the people who are going to buy the tickets hopefully so I feel if I can get them involved in the process and start exposing them to some of the content before it's even on sale then you can get people to that stage where they're saying oh and where, where do I buy a ticket for this and you and then and then what I would always do then is have a landing page set up so even before the tickets were on sale mm. have a landing page set up where we can capture people's email addresses and say put your name here and then you'll be the first person to to find out when the, the event goes on sale so that's kind of my um my pre-event page but what I've got better at doing is 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 creating event so it's, I'm kind of explaining it in a roundabout way but <laughs> creating content after the event that I know that I can use in the launch phase or the pre-launch phase mm. of the next event so for example I now always do a really detailed follow-up post of the event so soulful PR live and your year in PR if you want I can give you the links to share in the show notes so people yes, can see please. 
and I'll do a really detailed blog post, which takes ages, but I think it's well worth it, where I'll take some of the photographs from the events, some of the video from the events, some of the banners and the artwork that I've used, um, some of the pictures of the, the sponsors and the goodie bags and all of that sort of stuff and put it into a really, really detailed, detailed blog post. What I've also started doing as well <laughs> is encouraging the delegates to write pre event blog posts and post event blog posts and of course they can all be repurposed and reused the next time that you're promoting that particular event and you can obviously put those out as part of your marketing and the one thing I've learned about that as well is if you want people to write pre-event or post-event blogs you have to teach them how to do it so you have to kind of write a blog post yourself that says <laughs> here's how to write a pre-event blog or here's how to write a post-event blog you know things like providing them with images that they can use giving them access to drop boxes with with your photographs and, and your logos and that kind of thing and I think the last event that I, I ran out. I got something like thirty or forty pieces of content from my from my delegates. Wow, really? And obviously, <laughs> in terms of the links that you're getting, you know, to your website and the mm. places that that's being shared, obviously that's doing you a big favour for the next time you you run that event because you've already got all that link juice and and um, so yeah, mm. I, I'm just constantly thinking about how I can, you know, when I'm at an event, like I say, I'm thinking about let's make sure we get a picture of that or let's make sure that we get something on that um so that i can i can use it for the next event I mean, for example um i make a trailer for the, the next event <laughs> so at, um, at, at your pr in 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 we just had that in november i got my video guy not only just to take the content i'll talk more about what we do with the content we create on the day but i got him to create a trailer um for that we can use for next year um based on the content from that one so i got him to um get some some box pops with uh, some of the delegates you know get some nice pictures of the food and the goodie bags and just really kind of like um really kind of like capture the atmosphere for the day so that we've got a trailer that we can use for next year's one and um and also you know i've got him to do i've got a, a media diary uh, which is like an a4 desk diary that you can use to plan up your content which is actually a completely different well, it's not a completely different thing but it's a completely different product but mm. i think well actually all these people in a room and they're all using this diary and they've got it in front of them so why don't i create a tra trailer of the, of the Brilliant. diary well, yeah. <laughs> so basically i've got a video guy mm. i've got some people with their diaries let's see what we can create and i think i mean i think you get better at this sort of thing as time goes on but i'm just constantly looking around me and thinking oh i could reuse that you know one of my mottos is everything is a content opportunity <laughs> <laughs> no, that well, piece of paper that leaflet that you know that photograph everything can be reused and repurposed so that's basically what i'm walking around doing all the time yeah well you have to think it you have to plan in advance a bit don't you because it's such a shame if you have run an event and then you think in the next day oh you know if only we'd got an image of this or if only we'd got video testimonials why didn't we think of that or you know all those kind of things if you haven't thought about it in advance it, 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 the moment can pass you by and you can't go back in time and, and hire a video person to video your event because you forgot to do that so, um, yeah. so you do have to kind of plan don't you and I absolutely love what you said about how you actually involve your audience in the decision making process because um you're taking them on the journey with you, aren't you, from the start? And they, I guess when people turn up, if they've been voting on the colours for the logos or the, you know, what should go on the stage, or I, I remember you posting um, for your event or perhaps another event, even like, what colour dress should I wear on the day, yeah. things like that. But it's it, people feel involved, though, don't they? And it's the kind of yeah. thing, it's it's easy things to respond to when you're looking for engagement. Um, it's kind of a low 
intensity on the brain engagement isn't it which is what people want on social media you know they're going to have more of an opinion on that than asking you know really really sort of deep insightful comments sometimes you need to kind of pitch it right don't you so um I really really love that and and getting all the most so when we when we then come to the um the live event itself then so Obviously, you mentioned about trailers and, and getting out all the photos that you can and things like that. So do you um, video record, you know, the, the day and because you've got a membership community. So are yeah. you putting the content into there as well and things like that? Yeah. So my live events, I take and I don't take all of the content, actually, because I like to be able to kind of hold a little bit of it back so that I could use it for online courses and that kind of thing. Um, but say, for example, Soulful PR Live, what we end up and I actually structure the event in such a way that that each session can become like a little mini lesson in its own or a piece of content on its own that you could use on its own. So we have eight national journalists across the day you know, delivering sessions where they're talking about, you know, how to get featured in a glossy magazine, how to get featured in a newspaper, how to get on breakfast TV. So they're quite specific um, topics. And I'll tend to pair them up together. So we have two with quite similar backgrounds, but from different publications, and, and I'll put them together. And then I'll brief the video guy, say, look, this needs to be a package. This needs to be like a standalone piece of content that can work by itself. And so I can put some of that content, I can drip that out over a whole year into my membership and, you know, use that as new content but I've also used some of it as bonus content I've got an online course called Soulful PR for Starters which is an online course just how in how to get press coverage and so I've been able to use some of those videos from the journalists as part of my kind of bonus content for that and obviously I can just repackage it and repurpose it and put new branding on the on the video and um, but I think a lot of it comes with briefing I use a guy to do my to video my events now who's um actually a BBC reporter <laughs> who's a like mm. you know he's sort of doing that as his kind of side hustle so he's got a really good sense of of actually putting something together that's it's, it's not just kind of like point and shoot. He's actually kind of creating a you know a really kind of good piece of content. He does cutaways and he does you know boxes and it, you know he, he'll make it into like a little package. So yeah, I'm thinking about and what I did this time around with my recent event that I had in November, which is Your Year in PR, which is a content content planning masterclass. So I managed to link it up. I managed to use it to create a new membership basically. So oh, wow. um, I've got this uh, this meet one of my my products one of my income streams is my media diary which is this a4 desk diary that you can use to plan out your content and one of the problems that and of course when we're in business basically we're in the business of solving problems aren't we so this this diary is beautiful but a couple of people said to me last year look your diary was brilliant I loved it but I have to be really honest and say I didn't I didn't really use it as much as I mm. thought would use it oh and I haven't mentioned the key thing it's like got awareness days and key dates that you can use to sort of come up with content ideas mm. and they were saying I really loved it but I didn't really use it and so I thought to myself well how could I create accountability how could I actually offer like an upsell to go with this media diary which can bring in more revenue but actually can also help solve this problem of people who might buy it and then don't use it because they haven't got an accountability so I basically came up with this idea of having a mini membership wow. uh, which is the media diary owners club and so the media diary is 36 pounds and to be in the media diary owners club is 99 pounds um, and what what I did was just basically say we'll have four coaching calls across the year where we can all get together and, and have a focus on on a particular sort of uh topic around around content creation and content promotion and then I can put the con I can put the content from my live event or some of it from my live event as as part of that package so so those people who weren't able to get to the live event because they live too far away or they didn't have the budget to come on the day or whatever um if they join the media diary owners club they can they can have that content you have to be kind of careful with stuff like that because and I, I found this a lot with event repurposing and I've played around with it 
over, over the years. What you don't really want to do is, or certainly I, I, I don't want to have a straight digital version of one of my live events mm. because there's just so much value to being at a live event and meeting people in person, particularly when it comes to meeting the journalists as well. You know, like there's no substitute for being in a room with a journalist and getting eye contact with them and building a relationship with them. But but at the same time, you know, so, so I don't really want to kind of say, oh, you can either buy a ticket to the event or you can just buy a digital ticket. Um, so, so it's kind of like a halfway house. It's like taking that content but turning it into something different into kind of a new product if you like and again it was about briefing my video guy and saying look these need to be like standalone lessons almost so so also in the way that I plan my events I plan them with video in mind and I plan them um you know each session is like a self-contained kind of lesson Mm. you know by itself with that idea that obviously I can take it and repurpose it and actually I've got a little bit of content left over from that event which I didn't put into the Media Diaries Club that just gives me something else to play with something else that I could create but but I think it's just about kind of you know obviously your content is you know like when they talk about the money's in the list but also the money's in the content and yeah. anytime you've got content like that and it's nicely packaged up um then you know anytime where you know, if you were needing to bring more revenue into your business, I could take a look at all this live event content and I could probably pull it together and, and create a completely new product mm. or a new course or something like that. Um, so I think it's really kind of like important collateral. And when I'm sort of like, when I, when I'm, when we, we met just before Christmas to evaluate the events that we've done over the year and we would look at the costings, like we were able to kind of almost allocate. So it cost me, I don't know, best part of a thousand pound or something to get these videos done. Mm. But actually that I was able to kind of allocate that to the Media Diary Owners Club rather than the event um, because it, it was bringing in revenue for me from another stream. So so I think it's it's just such, such valuable content. Does mm-hmm. that kind of make sense the way I'm explaining? Yeah, yeah, it does. And something I was wondering is, so you have this really, really high quality video content that you've taken from your event. Do you, um, you know, as well as putting that into your, your different memberships and, uh, and all that you've discussed, mm-hmm. do you break them down into even like smaller snippets, like a, an Instagram 30 second or, you know, the things like that as well, or the little tiny teasers? Do you, do you do that? No, no, and no. I totally should be doing that. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's the kind of thing you learn with experience. So, mm. like, I've got my video guy coming around tomorrow to shoot some some video for my YouTube channel. And each time he comes, I think of something new. And I think, so that's one of the things I've asked him to do this month, is like, can you create me some, like, little snippets that I can use on Instagram and, and Facebook, whatever. But each time you do it, yeah. So next year, totally, I'll be like, let's, yeah, can, can you create some little teasers or trailers or snippets that I can use? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the more you do it, the more you you see the opportunities, I think. And there's always something else you could be doing as well, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly, because I, I, my, my mind was just racing then to taking audio, because obviously you've got such a, a popular and, and really good podcast. And uh, uh, do you ever take any of the audio from your live events to turn into podcast episodes or highlights or anything like that? No, I haven't. But again, that's a really, really good idea. <laughs> and, uh, and it's probably something I should think do for next year. I've noticed that Mike Morrison from the Membership Guys, I listened to a really good podcast episode of his the other day, and it was actually the audio from one of their lessons inside his membership. And I thought, oh, God, that's such a good idea, because not only is it repurposing and saving you some work but also it's giving people an insight into what it's like and yeah I think you've just given me a great idea Amy 
I will do podcast highlights. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's two things that um, I was thinking, which is, it's that it's actually you know either taking what a presentation on the stage. I, you sometimes recently I listened to a Gary Vaynerchuk podcast. I think it was. Well, I thought it was going to be a podcast, but when I listened to it, it, it was. But it was the audio of him doing a keynote on stage, mm. and um, so there's that. But then I've also noticed recently that sometimes people hold live events they will have take a few speakers away um you know and go to a quiet area grab a mic and do kind of 15 20 minutes of you know three of the speakers having a conversation about you know the latest facebook um news or something like that but then that's mm. a podcast episode as well here you know here janet murray and mike morrison and chris ducker talking about something or other um but you're all at the same live event you've kind of just snuck away and the three of you then have a podcast episode because yeah um and, and I've noticed a few people doing that and I think it's a really good idea as well because when people are in the same place, you know, kind of getting on a mic and even if there is a little bit of conference noise in the background, it doesn't really matter too much as long as it's just a teeny background noise because then it's, it adds atmosphere of this was done at a live mm. event, you know, it's kind of interesting for people to hear so that was just something else I was thinking about when you were talking yeah no it's a great great Mm. idea and I know it's CMA live CMA live I spoke there Mm. in the summer and I know Colin Gray the podcast host we were just talking about before we got on on this uh, interview um he was going around doing interviews Mm. with people there and I just think I mean there's just no end really to the possibilities I've also done things like I create these really beautiful workbooks to use for my live events and we get them bound up and it's like spiral you know spiral bound and they're, they're really nice in itself and we have photographs of all the delegates and we have get them to write a biog so that people can literally look around the room and they can work out who it is that they'd really like to connect with but you know even that like the inside of the workbook mm. I, I, I can like you know create loads of social media content from from some of the pages that we've created some of the resources even the pictures of this because it's quite an unusual thing to do it takes a lot of time but mm people really value it but even just taking a page which has actually got some of the pictures of our delegates and and um and the uh biogs that we get them to write and you can share that as a piece of you know as a talking point on social media there's like no end to to to, to what you can do mm. um and i think i'm i'm quite good with the visuals actually i can always spot the visuals but i think i'm not you know it's one area i think i need to improve is you know some of the things that you suggested there with the audio and the video and actually taking that further because I think you can do so much with that yeah I think in the you know even in the build-up to um like future conferences when you've got this really really good video content even just insta stories as well you know in the kind of weeks leading up to the next one insta story and hits like snippets from um, one as before because you can there's ways that you can do you can do that as well but um others there's loads I mean you do absolutely loads don't you and there's only so much that you can do as well because yeah, yeah. it is never ending isn't it you could just keep coming up with more and then you then it gets all meta like you're turning um you're going into <laughs> loops aren't you <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah so I suppose there's only so much you can do but um so I guess for you um in terms of repurposing content um would you say that I guess a key benefit for you is that you put all this hard work in and you it's a way of getting as much as you can out of it was that the kind of main benefit really that you see from yeah yeah I mean I think Mm. so you can see with the media diary owners club which I mentioned there that's probably generated an extra 10 15 thousand pounds worth of revenue Mm. just by taking a piece of content that was already creating anyway 
and was already going to video anyway because that's a good thing to do. So so that's quite a lot of a huge chunk of, mm. of cash, you know, as, as well as that. And also, I just think it saves you time. I mean, you mentioned earlier the photo of me in the dress at the something. <laughs> I swear to God, that took me about 20 minutes. Um, so, so just to, to fill anyone in who doesn't know about this, everyone seems to know about this, but I was speaking at the Youpreneur Summit and I wanted people to know that I was speaking at this summit because it was a big gig and I want people to know that they can hire me as a speaker. But I thought, well, if I go and post on social media, like, hey, I'm speaking at this summit, I'll get like three weedy likes or something go well done you whatever so I thought well what can I do to 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 engage people in a conversation and and get them to know so so this was a true thing that was happening because I you know if I'm speaking I like to like to look nice so I bought two dresses from Ted Baker I bought a pink one and (laughs) a blue one and I wasn't sure which one to wear so it did it took me about 20 minutes to set this up in my dining room but I, I took two selfies of me wearing the dress um, in front of a mirror in my dining room, um, and I, I I put them. I used Canva or something to put them put them both on, on you know together side by side, and I asked people to vote on which one I should wear. I posted it on Instagram. I posted it on Facebook. I posted it in my Facebook group. I posted it like numerous times. I came back to it even before the conference, and that was twenty minutes of work. But when I arrived at the conference the first day, people were saying, well, "What dress are you going to wear?" <laughs> um, and you know, even as I was speaking, I, I actually I repurposed it because I, I showed the picture in, in my talk, <laughs> which is really meta, and then um, and and then referenced it and made a joke about it as part of my talk, and then um, and you know it, it, it was. Kind of discussed people were tweeting about it and and you know it was that was 20 minutes of work and yeah. i think well you know if you can get that much mileage and that much engagement I've, I've actually also used it in loads of presentations as an example of how much reach you can get out of one photograph um but i think that's the thing it's like all of us we're really busy and we're creating this content and i think if we can make every piece of content work harder for us you know each piece of content work work as hard as it possibly can for us then you know it's going to take take us save us time isn't it mm. and we're going to be productive yeah I absolutely love that story and, and, and you know what you did as well I think it just shows how um, smart you are when it comes to what people will respond to um, obviously you know you, you're you're an expert in PR and, and you know you see an opportunity and you think right actually people will respond to that people will like that and, you, and then you you know you're so good at doing that and um, I, I just have actually one well two last questions um Second to last question is, um, I've noticed that you're doing a lot more on LinkedIn and um, I just wondered, are you, is there anything particular you're doing with regards to repurposing content over there? Are you finding that you really need to start afresh with content over there? But ju- just wondered a little bit about what you're doing on LinkedIn. Well, I think LinkedIn has changed an awful lot. I think it had a reputation as being this kind of really stuffy, boring platform mm-hmm. and I'd say it's like probably more like Facebook now and the things that are working over there, are like the kind of things that you would post. I've just tried something this afternoon. I posted something on my own personal Facebook where I said, um, <laughs> this is true because I just bought a dress in red and I liked it so much I immediately went and bought it in blue. <laughs> so I just posted what was in my head and I said, um, and I said um, if, 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 if you like something, you know, should you buy it in every colour? And I was getting loads of engagement on my personal Facebook wall. That's why I often test things out and mm. then I've gone and tried it on LinkedIn. But what I found on LinkedIn is that it's got this kind of reputation as being like a really boring stuffy platform but actually it's just people who want to have conversations and want to get to know each other so I I do a lot of I do repurpose some of my content from other platforms so if I'm doing a presentation like the last week or so I've been doing like a money mindset 
um, I've been doing like how to get six figures webinars and things. Yeah. So I've got some really nice graphics um, of, of like multiple income streams, really nice looking graphics. I've been using those over there, asking people what their income streams are. Um, I've got another nice graphic of um, the six most common reasons you're not making enough money. And I've been sharing that. And also I'm updating one of my online courses, Soulful PR for Starters. I've got a new logo. So I've been sort of saying, do you prefer logo one or logo two? And that sort of stuff works really well on LinkedIn, mm. just the same stuff as works well on Facebook. However, what really works well on LinkedIn is just starting conversations. My address worked brilliantly on my, my address worked brilliantly, yeah. Um, I got a few people who are saying, Oh, you're a bit vain and like shouldn't shouldn't you like, you know, shouldn't you be more concerned with what you're saying rather than like whatever but you know, that's engagement. Um, but but things that work really well on LinkedIn are like, you know, I did I did a post on should you change your name when you get married? And mm-hmm. for me, it's the same kind of things as a journalist. It's like, what do people care about? What have they got an opinion on? And you know, they're the kind of things as a journalist, if I was commissioning somebody to write for me, they're the sorts of topics. Um, so that did really well. But I mean, my best performing ever post was something like, what's your name? In St- what, sh- what name do you use in Starbucks? I basically said that <laughs> when I go to Starbucks and they ask you for your name, I don't like giving my name, so I make one up. And um, and so so this kind of started this whole conversation about people, half the people were giving silly names. The other half of people were like objecting to Starbucks and um, I did another one I asked people what their first car was that did really well I asked people what their first record was and so for me it's all about starting conversations and just what 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 are people interested in and what what do they want to chat about and actually usually it's the much more personal stuff um that the kind of stuff that you might you know let steam off about over on on um your personal facebook that works really well so try and mix it up a little bit so Mm. i try and do things like so i might share some logos and and that would generally get me like 150 comments or something like that if i share some logos which is great Mm. um you know if i was just to post up hey have a listen to my new podcast episode i might get three or four likes or something yeah yeah so i just Mm. try and think how can i get people to talk about the things i want to talk about by kind of like you know like with the dress like how how can I how can I get people to talk about the fact that I'm speaking at this event without saying hey I'm speaking at this event like what could I do that would have this the outcome that I want that that is actually because people love talking about themselves I mean that's my mm. my key to all my contents people love talking about themselves they love sharing their stories they love giving their opinions and they love being the expert so everything I try and do and I think I probably do it slightly differently you know I, I do some similar sort of things but I probably do it slightly differently on different platforms because I think my audiences are slightly different on different platforms. But I'll often take exactly the same picture, like the the ones I was describing there, the the, the money ones on you know multiple streams of income. Uh, what are the big reasons why you're not making enough money? I'll just take that slide or that picture and just maybe stagger it a bit by a yeah, day. And yeah. Exactly same thing but maybe just tweak the you know just tweak the copy a little bit um change the style but yeah linkedin i think is is brilliant and mm. it's really fun and it really is just about having conversations with people and uh, with all of this stuff i think it's just about testing you know like if you're not willing just to go and you know sometimes i i post things and they bomb like you know something in my facebook group today i've posted and it's not really worked and like yeah. so I, I just think well why hasn't that worked like what do i need to do differently and i think if you've got that mindset on all the time okay well that hasn't engaged people so 
what was it that didn't engage them? What do I need to do differently? You're going to constantly be coming up with creative ideas that do engage people. Yeah, you do, don't you? And you can look at, well, with Facebook, you can look at some of your analytics if it's your page and you can look at the history of the things that were really, really popular. Um, Mm. So interesting what you said about LinkedIn because all of the questions that you gave examples on how you got big engagement, it wasn't um, kind of corporate questions or people kind of, you know, often think of LinkedIn as just being, you know, a very kind of corporate and quite stuffy place. But every question you said was completely lighthearted. You would have thought you were talking about another platform, but that that's how LinkedIn is changing, isn't it? Completely changing. Yeah. It's becoming more sociable. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm starting to do more and, and more of our clients are getting a lot more interested in LinkedIn as well, which is great. So, yeah. Um, so, no, well, well, um, I, I guess like I'm going to wrap up there, um, Janet, but thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, so many tips and advice and, and anyone planning a, a live event now in particular is going to be bursting with ideas of what they're going to do um, to try and make the most of all the hard work that they put into. So, so thank you. So I said there was one more question. The last question is just um, where can people go to to um, find out more and, and reach out to you? Okay, so where I live is obviously on my website, so it's janetmurray.co.uk, but I'm very active on social media, so you can find me over on LinkedIn, I'm Janet Murray there, um, Instagram, Jan Murray UK, over on Twitter, I'm at Jan underscore Murray, my Facebook page is Janet Murray UK, and actually where most people often start with me is I've got a, a big Facebook group uh, where I'm in there every day helping people just to promote their businesses more effectively in all sorts of different ways. Um, and that's the Soulful PR Facebook community. And that's the place where people often start their, their journey with me. So so that would be a great place to see you if you're listening and you'd like to know more. Brilliant. Okay, well, I'll add the links to everywhere that you just suggested in the show notes so people can just link straight over to that. Um, okay, well, thank you, Janet. I really, really appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for having me.